eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pixel Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbur, and I'm your host. It is Sunday, September 25th, as we go live on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Uh, you may also listen to this version in the audio feed of the podcast, of course, if you listen via audio. We have certainly no one is bothered by that. We greatly appreciate it. However you consume this podcast, we, we thank you for your service. Um, it would be Monday, September 26th, if you were listening then. And to join me to break down week four lines from the early look at the earliest look at available on the internet. I believe this is the earliest look at of any podcast. The only podcast that looks ahead to the following week, halfway through the Sunday night football game. John Breach. What's up, buddy? We don't mess around, Brenton. Why wait till the you end of the nice orange night? glow to your entire uh, aura today? You know, I think it's the red shirt combined. Oh, it was orange. Sorry. I was at a, uh, my brother's wedding on Saturday, and so I'm still. I guess I'm still have that uh, post wedding glow. Podcast listeners will benefit from me deciding to spend an extra night with my parents at their place in High Point rather than coming back for an NC State home game. As you can tell, my voice, voila, perfectly fine as far as it usually would not be. Anyway, let's get into some damn football games. We start Thursday night football. There are only two three and teams. In the NFL, my Philadelphia Eagles and the team I hate more than anyone in the NFL right now, the Miami Dolphins and the Miami Dolphins are traveling to a place that you once called home, Cincinnati, to play the Bengals and the Dolphins are a favorite. The Dolphins are minus two and a half. I see. Oh, no, Cincinnati's favorite. Okay, I read that wrong on the sheet. I was like, what? 
since he's actually minus three and it is getting juiced up minus three minus 115 with a total of 48 here breach uh is now the time to take the bingles or do you wait no you do it now because this number an hour ago was two and a half so it is people are already betting that's basically by the way minus three minus 115 is basically 3.25 and I mean, we all know how I feel about this game. Look, you asked me all week if I was concerned about the Bengals 0-2 star, and the answer was no, uh, as long as they beat the Jets. And they beat the Jets. They fulfilled their end of the bargain. Look, Joe Burrow missed four weeks of training camp with his appendectomy. The offense was out of sync the first couple weeks. They needed a get-right game. They got it. And so, you know, now they get to face the Dolphins. And there is one thing about the Dolphins, Brenton, that has been overshadowed because they've started 3-0, so people aren't really talking about it. Their defense has been atrocious. They literally have given up the second most yards in the NFL this year through three weeks. They're giving up more than 400 yards per game. And these aren't garbage time yards that people are piling up on them. These are yards that are happening in the course of what at most of their games have been close. Obviously, the Ravens game in week two, uh, the Bills game in week three, even the Patriots game was close in week one. So I do think the Bengals are going to be able to move the ball on the Dolphins defense. It feels like... Uh, I, I just think Cincinnati's offense is going to have a lot of success. It's White Tiger. It's prime time at home. Bengals going to be pumped. I think they win. Uh, but there's somebody in the chat that's calling me a windbag for never getting the point. Uh, Diddy Crane, which is ironic because Diddy Crane. Uh, do you remember Boston Legal, the show? I love Boston Legal. That's Spader. I think I saw two episodes. Shatner. Though. Shatner played oh, yeah, Diddy Shatner. Crane. And he was the king of the windbags. So shout out to uh, the windbag and the <laughs> windbag. Get out of here. Um, I think the big you take the Bengals now. The um, you probably mentioned this, and so apologize for repeating it. But um, did you mention the number of plays that the Bills ran? Uh, it was a bunch, and I did. ninety. They ran ninety plays. Josh Allen had more passing attempts than the the Dolphins had plays run. I do not want to sit here and like continually act like I don't think the Dolphins are legit. They're three and zero. I think they approved the coaching situation in the offseason. Mike McDaniel looks like he's done wonders for this offense. Uh, and, and Brian Flores is a good coach, but offensively they have greatly improved. Tua has taken some steps forward, but like they to to win a game when you run 39 plays to an opponent's 90 plays is very surprising. Um and so they they I think they've had some fortunate luck, and that's okay. Football requires luck. But now, I think win a game when you're trailing by 21 points in the fourth quarter. Also surprising they did that too. It's, yes, it's, exactly. So I, I think the Bengals here is absolutely a play now. If you like Cincinnati, um the Joe Burrow looked a lot better on Sunday against granted the Jets are not very good, but Burrow, you could tell that he's sort of starting to shake off the rust of an, the appendectomy or the burst appendix or whatever it is. So um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good spot. I would guess that that total comes down because we see Cincinnati sort of, we, we, I mean, they didn't, they don't play, they get a lead. They don't really put their foot on the gas. And Miami can be explosive, but it needs to be in like a trailer. I, I don't know that we know that yet because they literally did not hold a lead this entire season until week three. That's true. That's so, true. But and, last and the Dolphins are more likely to come back than Joe Flacco and the Ravens or the, the Bengals, excuse me. The, the Jets, excuse me. Anyway, moving along. Um, I got to tell you, hypothetically, if college game day were being taking place in Clemson, South Carolina, and it featured Clemson and NC State going head to head on Saturday night, hypothetically, if that were to happen, 
I would be concerned about the quality of my vocal cords and my ability to make the London game, which starts at 9.30 a.m. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have to podcast for the London game. Vikings minus two and a half. Uh, they are overseas going up against the Saints. They dodged a bullet against the Lions on Sunday. Coming away with a win. They're minus two and a half against New Orleans with an over-under of 44. That total has dipped a half a point um, in the, in the uh, I guess, an like hour or so since they put up these lines. Brinson, I'm in the central time zone. This game kicks off at 8.30, mm-hmm. which is worse than 9.30. You know what I had to do, though? I had to Google... Uh, I had to do a little time zone research before this because I had to make sure this game's not kicking off at prime time, prime time hour in London because you can't pick Kirk Cousins in a prime time. Ooh, good call. Right? Do you think so, Kirk Cousins knows it's prime? But he has to be thinking like it is right, not prime time though. It kicks off at two thirty p.m. local time in London, so it's the middle of the day. It's like one p.m. game to him. Interesting. Uh, and we do you, seen- do you think that he would have been like, okay, all right, all right, Kirk, listen, Kirby. It's one o'clock and it's nine thirty in America. It's not even people are even awake. Don't even worry about it. the West Coast. Don't even know that you're out there. They go crush. No, when it worked, once the lights come on, he just melts. That's what happens. I, it doesn't matter what time it is. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but you know what? I, for me, this game is just that I don't trust the Saints at all. They they just it's like they forget what time the game kicks off every week. They've been one of the first half worst first half teams in the NFL to the first three weeks. They're averaging three point three points per game. Uh, in the first half through three weeks, Jameis Winston just hasn't looked good. Uh, and I, so I, the Saints are just a hard team to trust. They, they got bashed by the Panthers. I know the score was close, but uh, it never felt like a game the Saints had a chance to win. And, you know, the Vikings kind of got lucky against the Lions. But you know what? Kirk Cousins was on fire in the fourth quarter. I'm going to back Kirk here. I think I like the uh, the Vikings to cover that two and a half right now. I like the Vikings a lot here. I don't think the Saints are very good. And Chris Olave and Michael Thomas both suffered injuries. And that's not reactionary coming out of their loss to Carolina. They just didn't. I think if you have a half-decent defense, you can pretty much slow down whatever the Saints are throwing at you from an offensive standpoint. And and while their defense is pretty good, I do trust the Vikings uh, to to matriculate the ball at, at a necessary pace. I think the under is probably a pretty good look here. You're talking about, I mean, look, both teams played today. And in seven days, they are going to be in London on a totally whacked out time zone, you know, trying to play in a place they've never played before, very unfamiliar territory. And this total, we've seen, we saw the Vikings, um, you know, this week the Vikings and the Lions got involved in a bit of more of a shootout, but that's because the Lions put up the points and the Vikings stormed back. We saw the Vikings against the Packers when they had that good lead. They are willing to to like to melt the clock, even though it's not Mike Zimmer's operation. They are willing to do that. It, it is similar to what the Rams do with Sean McVay, which makes sense. Where Kevin O'Connell is coming from. I like the under in this spot. I think it's a pretty good look. Um, you know, you can uh, maybe the Vikings moves out a little bit depending on what what injuries happen. Um, Taysom Hill should be back for this game, I, I would guess. But I think the under is a good look. I think this gets down to like forty two. So I would take the under at this moment if I were betting on the game. All right, next up, the Bills at the Ravens. A huge game for the AFC on CBS. The Ravens moved to 2-1. and one. The Bills fell to 2-1. and one. And This is a potential AFC championship game, to be perfectly honest. Like, that wouldn't be that crazy. A total of 54 coming out of the gates hot. Let me see if that's moved, actually. 
that is is not moved. The Bills are minus three at Baltimore, and the total is fifty four. Obviously, Buffalo just lost in Miami, and Baltimore just won in New England for the first time ever in, the, in franchise history, I believe. Uh, what say you on this game breach? Uh, well, I know why the total's high, and that's because the Ravens' defense literally can't stop anyone. I mean, you talk about when you talk about the Ravens' conversation, it usually starts with Lamar Jackson, but I want to talk about the Ravens' pass defense because it has been atrocious this year, Brinson. They are giving up more than 350 pass yards per game. And it's not like they're going up against Patrick Mahomes. They went up against Joe uh, Flacco. They went up against, obviously, Tua and Mac Jones in week three. So, And these quarterbacks are just putting up huge numbers against them. What is Josh Allen going to do? He's going to throw for 450 yards. So uh, I do think this will be a high-scoring game because even if the Bills do turn into a shootout and Josh Allen throws all over them, Lamar Jackson is absolutely good enough to keep Baltimore in it. I don't know. I'm I'm split on this one right now. I'm leaning Buffalo, but man, Baltimore as a three point home dog is uh, enticing. I believe I saw where Josh Allen. You got a little testy with reporters. Was asked about his X ray. Uh, it had X rays done. I believe what was the exact situation? Yeah, just went into the X ray room after the game. So if you're if you're asking me who do I want to take, I, I don't. I think Josh Allen will probably be fine. He said, "I'm fine. I'm fine." Is what you know, you yell to like some, you know, when, when, you, when you're not fine, you yell, I'm fine, I'm fine. He did that the other day, my dad. I was like, Fine, he's like, Clearly, you're not you're yelling, I'm fine, you're clearly not fine. He's like, Just leave me alone, let me at this golf ball, I'm fine. Um, are you saying wait till we know if there's something wrong with Josh Allen? I was saying I would take the plus three. I think Baltimore at home is a tough spot, even for a Buffalo team that has looked very good. And let's not forget that, um, oh crap, I th- Micah Hyde is out for the season, right. And Jordan Poyer was just inactive against the Dolphins. Like yeah, the Bills secondary is beat up. The Bills secondary is very beat up. Uh, Tredavious White still won't be back for this game. I think Baltimore is a good look. I don't know if I want to take the over because we we saw how um, you know Buffalo. I, I don't know, man. They they should there should be a lot of points in this game. I, I would. I don't think the total will go climbing up until we know about Josh Allen. But I would take the three points now while I can get it before it moves. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more Sunday action for Week Four. As we look ahead at the early lines next. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The 
Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh my God. I didn't realize this game is next week. It's the Brinson Bowl. My Eagles. Against my my first place undefeated Eagles against my first place Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going head to head in Philadelphia. Obviously, you know, I have a lot of love for Philadelphia, having spent so much time there in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I if I've been to Philadelphia. Eagles are minus seven. The over-under is 47 and a half. Breach, what do you think here? Look, Brinson, I'll give you all the credit in the world. You were on Jacksonville's bandwagon before anyone. You predicted they would win the AFC South, which does not sound even 1% as crazy as it sounded uh, in the offseason. I'm now on their bandwagon. You have won me over. Jacksonville has won me over. Uh, and if you're giving me seven points with Jacksonville, I am taking it all day, every day for the rest of the season. This team has a bunch of weapons, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson. The offenses just look so good that I have a tough time seeing them getting blown out by anyone. And so I think they can keep this within a touchdown. And uh, yeah, I, I, literally, if I see the number plus seven next to Jacksonville at any point, for the rest of the year, assuming their roster is healthy. And you have the Doug Peterson revenge angle. He wants to beat Philly so badly that he is going to throw the kitchen sink at them. I'm all over Jacksonville here. Yeah, this feels like too many points, right? I mean, I think Jacksonville is kind of good. There is totally possible that the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. And that's not even a crazy exaggeration or a hot take. I think they really might just be that balanced. Jalen Hurts is taking that step forward. I think utterly like they went on the road in a divisional matchup and absolutely like just flexed on on Washington in Carson Wentz revenge game too. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't want to go against the Eagles. I will probably be thinking about the Eagles and Survivor next week. Um, but the Jaguars plus seven, man. I mean, that's it, it, it feels like too many points. Although it's so many points and it's like obvious to take the, the Jaguars. Like, why is this? They, they just don't take yourself Chargers. out. Brinson. It's a Doug Peterson revenge game. It's Doug. Line, sometimes the line is just a line to quote my buddy, Nathan. And this is just a line breach. We're taking the Jaguars plus seven. Yes. A full touchdown. And you got, you got a uh, backdoor. Remember we saw the lions too. in, in week one storm through the back door against the Eagles. They're, they have a good defense, but not they're not incapable of giving back up. Door is wide open. Back door is wide open. Yeah. Give me the, give me the freaking Jaguars. Oh, well, I didn't realize that game was this week. I wasn't prepared for it. All right. Titans at the Colts. Two teams that are, how do you say, <laughs> quite thrilled to come out of week three with a win. Uh, different ways, different heart attack, different, uh, different possible heart attacks coming for each of them. Colts minus three and a half with a total of 43 and a half in this game breach. The line has not moved. Are you going to back? Uh, you, you see, this is a breach bowl. This is this is uh, the team I thought I liked against my Titans here in Nashville. Oh, it's in Indy, but I'm in Nashville. Um, you know, the Colts beat the Chiefs on Sunday, but I was not very impressed with that. I'm not like, sure how they beat the Chiefs. Exactly, the Chiefs just handed them away. We're going to run a fake field goal on fourth and eleven. We missed a field goal. We muffed a punt that set up a Colts touchdown. They just kept giving them points and opportunities to win, and the Colts finally took it and won with that. Last second touchdown uh, thrown by Matt Ryan. So I just wasn't too impressed with the Colts. On the other hand, the Titans, I thought, dominated the Raiders. Uh, yes, the Raiders made a game of it at the end, but it really felt like the Titans were able to move the ball up and down the field for the most part. Um, and so I, I think I like the Titans. It, it looks like Ryan Tannehill is getting a lot more comfortable with his offense, with his new receivers. And you know what? The Titans have won three straight against the, the Colts. Mike Brable just seems to have Frank Reich's number. And if I'm getting 
plus three and a half. I'm taking it. I am just taking it. Give it to me. I'm taking the Titans plus three and a half. Uh, the other thing I thought too about Tennessee's uh, performance was it could have been, it felt like Derrick Henry, didn't he get tackled at the one and then they threw a, or Tannehill, yeah, Tannehill snuck in. Like Henry could have, you know, I, I think they dialed back his carries a little bit because they didn't want to try and give him too many. And then Las Vegas had the ball a lot late. Um, they, they felt like that final drive for the final two drives for Las Vegas, I guess, were went on for hours. Um, yeah, actually, they they were quite long. Um, but the, the the point being is that it feels like Henry is could pop for another big game coming up this week, and that wouldn't be surprising, especially against a, a division rival. Uh, Vrabel knows how important this game is. Um, Jackson, what we just talked about, is in Philadelphia, so you have the opportunity to put, maybe make up some ground if the, if the if the Jaguars lose. And and I think we see this is just Derrick Henry gets fed against uh, Indianapolis, particularly when a lot of the talking heads will be leading up to it saying, who is the best running back in football? And a lot of people will choose Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I think this, feel, this feels like a big uh, a big pop-off spot for Derrick Henry. So I'll take the three and a half as well. Um, don't really have a great opinion on the total, but I, mean, I don't think there's going to be a bunch of points scored in this game. Yeah. We'll probably lean under. I would, get it, I would get it comes down a little bit, but there shouldn't be weather involved. It won't be weather involved because it's in Indianapolis. All right. The Jets at the Steelers, a game we have to talk about because it's on CBS and because Ryan Wilson uh, is all about in his contract that we have since he's not on the show. We have to talk about the Steelers. Except, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to. We are required. It's, he he had it. He had it. Uh, he had it put into his contract. And total Wilson move. Such a Wilson move. Um, Pittsburgh played on Thursday. Of course, the Jets lost the Bengals on Sunday. The total here forty one and a half gross. Steelers minus. Three and a half. That line has not moved a whole lot. At Pittsburgh is one of those where if, if you're doing Survivor, you're you're thinking long and hard about the Steelers. But man, laying three and a half to the Jets is kind of stinky. Like I I think I would probably take Pittsburgh. This feels like it should be more. But can you trust this offense to do anything? Is it possible you get Kenny Pickett? Well, that's the problem. Is that can you trust the Steelers? Look, Prince. We know this fact that the Steelers, since drafting TJ Watt, have played six games without him. They are 0-6. They have never won a game without TJ Watt. Obviously, he's not going to be out there for the rest of the season. I mean, they have to eventually win a game without him, I guess, maybe. But then the problem with going with the Jets is that Zach Wilson might be out there. Is he going to be rusty after missing the past month? What is going to happen? The Steelers' offense is bad. The Jets' offense, uh, who knows what it's going to look like with Zach Wilson. I don't know what to do here. Uh, three and a half is a ton with the Steelers. I probably lean that way because it feels like a must-win game for Pittsburgh. But it's not like the Jets are great. So hey, that, that feels like an understatement. The Jets can't do much. They can't. They did not score a touchdown against the Bengals. And and remember last week, you know, they week only two, scored nine against the Rams. points, but fourteen or fourteen of them came in the final ninety seconds. Right. I mean, they they really shouldn't have. Like, can Pittsburgh get to 21 points? That's the question. Right. If Pittsburgh can get to 21 points and they, they can win and cover, I, I mean, this is not one I'm interested in really. 20 to 13. Up. That's it. I'm taking the Steelers. That's what I think it's going to I feel be. like I'm going to have to argue, like, argue with like people, like, this is the survivor game, and then I'm going to feel like an idiot. And, yeah, I would probably lean towards the under in this one. And, by the way, we're getting into her, her, hashtag hurricane season, um, which means that there's going to be weather coming. For instance, in Clemson, South Carolina, it's – Hurricane Ian is supposed to be rolling through on um uh, on on Saturday. I know nobody cares, but I care. Um, 
Anyway, our, our North Carolina State listeners love you, all seven of them. Pittsburgh, uh, eh, 60, yeah, still kind of just mild in Pittsburgh, but it could be rainy, sloppy. Under seems like the play here, but I don't really feel like 41 and a half is just, you know, you get one flat, one slip up in the, D, the defensive backfield and a Flacco bomb or a, I don't know. I, I would lean towards the under. I would guess it comes down a little bit. Um, so if you like the under, you probably want to bet it now. The Patriots at the Packers, Ooh, also in CBS. Um, this line is probably not available. Oh, it is available. Oh, it is uh, surged up to nine and a half. Mac Jones has a high ankle sprain. I would, if you can bet this, you should bet the Packers right now. I don't think Mac Jones is worth eight points or four points or you know whatever it is the line. Brian Hoyer is capable of of you know of stealing a game. I guess he almost did it against the Chiefs in in the COVID season. But this line has already moved up a full point. The total has dropped half a point. I mean, Mac Jones, there's almost a 0% chance Mac Jones is playing this game. The Patriots offense hasn't looked good. Green Bay's defense is awesome. And, you know, this is a, a sort of a, a flex spot for Aaron Rodgers, it feels like. Yeah, the, the, the Patriots offense has been bad. This feels like a 24-13 game. Like, it, it feels like a game that the Packers will cover, but just barely, just because Belichick, is good. He's a defensive mastermind. He slows teams down. Obviously, he did not do that today against the Ravens because he gave up 37 points. Uh, but I don't think the Packers get into the 30s in this game. So it's really, do you think, do you think the Patriots can put up 17, 20, 24 points? And you're either going to have Brian Hoyer or an injured Mac Jones. So my feeling is no, they cannot do that. So I'd probably win Packers. Yeah, I would think the Packers. I think this keeps climbing. But it just moved a full point off Mac Jones, and that's probably what you know, whatever he thinks he's worth. But it's, I think this keeps moving up. So I would, uh, I would take. Um, Move it on up. Okay, no, oh, I didn't. I thought I had it. I didn't have it. All right. Finally, Chiefs at the Buccaneers. Ooh. Sunday night football. What? Um. Does Monday night football involve the uh, 49ers or the? Why am I missing Monday? Where's Monday Night Football? What is Monday Night Football? You don't know? All right, cool. That's fine. Um, you are you talking to me? You're staring at me blankly. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were talking to me. It's the Rams of the 49ers. Thought, That's why. I thought you were asking a producer. You, you didn't. Uh, you got to be more specific, just, Billy Brenton. Anyway, the um, Chiefs at the Buccaneers. Chiefs are minus two and a half on the road in Tampa with a total of 47. Uh, September Patrick Mahomes. Did he, get, he got out of uh, September with no interceptions, right? Oh, he did throw one. He finally threw one. On the last offensive play of the game for the Chiefs. Oh, you were saving that for the recap pod, weren't you? Maybe. <laughs> uh, this line has not moved at all. Total hadn't really uh, jumped around much either. Ah, man. I don't know. I don't think the Bucks are particularly great, but I think they're being a l- pretty undervalued here, catching two and a half at home. Uh, Mike Evans will be back from suspension. True. We don't know Chris Goblin's status yet. I, thought, I felt like I don't know the Chiefs have the defensive prowess to mess with Tom Brady the way that the Packers did on Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, Tom Brady, underdog at home in prime time, I automatically lean that way, but I wouldn't touch this game until I see an injury report just because the Buccaneers are so banged up. You know, obviously Evans was suspended. Julio Jones was injured. I mean, Tom Brady was out there throwing passes to Cole Beasley who just got signed a few days ago. So that's how desperate the Buccaneers were for receivers. So... I mean, if we go into this game the same way as week three where Tom Brady just doesn't have anybody to throw to, then I like the Chiefs, I think. Um, 
And, you know, they're going to be a little upset about the way they lost because they felt like they gave that game away against the Colts, whereas the Buccaneers really felt like they got dominated by the Packers. The Packers kind of held that game the whole time. So uh, I think I lean Buccaneers, but I just need to see how many healthy receivers they have. It's just, I mean, the Buccaneers aren't a bad team, right? We talked about this. They had a tough start. Two and one. No. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay wins this one outright. Sunday night, Tom Brady, Sunday night football against Patrick Mahomes. And again, like I know Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are awesome. Don't get me wrong, but this defense for Tampa Bay is good. I think the under might be a look here too, as well. Kansas City has not been. They, 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 they were not anyway. Um, I, I would look towards the under initially, and um, and, and certainly would uh, I like Tampa Bay a lot here. I think this ends up closer to a pick 'em. Just if, if Tampa Bay gets healthy guys back, and, and they got a little more time to deal with that. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll be back after Sunday Night Football to recap everything from week three of the NFL season. Go ahead and hit, subscribe, hit the like button, subscribe, and turn on the alerts to be notified when we go live. We actually have Thursday morning when we go live. For free. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.